This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. I am John Denman, your host, DJ Muskrash, the producer. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. Having some fantastic beers, as we do pretty much every week. Uh, we got to start the show off right, and this particular show, we're starting off with some pretty fantastic beer we're going to get into with our guest from Texas Beer Refinery. We have John, Lewis, and Mike hanging out tonight. What's up? Yo. Then we also... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Yo. Everybody in on the mic. Then we also have for, we have the fellas from Rogue Brewery hanging out. And Rogue L's. And not only do they make L's, they make spirits, mead, ciders, uh, grow their own hops. It's a pretty interesting little thing they have going on up in Oregon. So we're going to talk to them later in the show. But... This episode of Drink of Ages is brewed up by Eighth Wonder Breweries. They're Weisstimer, a traditional German Hefeweizen, 5.4% ABV, nicely balanced brew with a whole lot of aromas of bananas and cloves. So if you're into if you're into those Hefe's like that, then you're going to really like this one. Get out and get some. It's you can find it on draft all around town. And I guess we can also say that uh, this episode was fed by pizza Alvino because they came and dropped off some more pizzas fantastic pizzas good stuff that uh, man the chicken Philly stromboli if you live in the area oh, where yeah. they deliver it I highly recommend going and getting it but if you don't throw a little plug out there for them Monday through Wednesday buy pizza get another one half off but no, just just order the stromboli. Stromboli is the way to go. Man, it is it is fantastic. So Texas Beer Refinery, John, Louis, and Mike, man, uh, welcome, welcome to the Inside the Loop. Inside the Loop. Us, yeah. yeah, you guys are down in Happy Dickinson, which um, which isn't too bad of a drive from Houston. I mean, you down there in thirty minutes. Ah, this time of day, it's yeah, not bad. Yeah, this time of day. <laughs> it's not too bad. Early in the morning. Early in the morning, it's not bad. Well, actually, man, the last time I drove down 45, I was pleasantly surprised because it only it backed up. up. Yeah, it just backed up just for a little bit uh, right there past the Beltway. And then it was, you know, haul balls down to Galveston. pretty good now, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, man, you guys are uh, – Got your tap room down there, and you guys have an anniversary coming up, which congratulations, three years. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Does it, it doesn't seem like it's been three years, man, I'll be honest with you. I was thinking it seemed more like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> On the opposite side, yes. Work-wise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you count how many hour, how many work weeks you put in, yeah, yeah if you consider exactly. it a 40-hour work week, then, yeah, it probably yeah. is like five years. Now, yeah, but three years, three years into it, uh, you guys, you know, start off, and you still have a little production facility. There yep. in Dickinson, and but now you have the nice tap room, right down the street. Yep, yep, yeah. So we we started out, and I guess we founded the company in 2013, and then uh, mid 2014 we started distributing. But the the brewery is uh, 
in Dickinson in like a business park warehouse complex. Uh, we started out with thousand square feet and two barrel. No, started out with a one barrel system, and then uh, grew from there. Went to two, then a three, and now we're up to a ten barrel system um, and about a seven thousand square foot warehouse. We added on more space. Uh, and then uh, about a year and a half ago, we added uh, a satellite offsite tap room about a mile down the route, well, half a mile down the street from, from the brewery. Um, and that's where we hang out, serve beer, and have good times. But uh, yeah, that's where we're having the party in the next. May 20th. Yeah, May 20th. Yeah. So yeah, a week from this coming Saturday. So. And I probably asked you this before, but it was during the show, so I don't remember what was said that. Is it is it the tap room? Was that Brandon Backey's? Yep, old yeah, bar. Brandon Backey's original, like Sliders, is the name of it. Okay, yeah, yeah the, the the pitcher from the old pitcher from the Astros that took us with Roger Clemens really yep. really deep, and you know, except for the World Series, we won't talk about that one. But it was a good season, man. They had Brandon Backey, oh, Brandon yeah, Backey, because he's from the area, right? Uh huh. Yeah, he's from Dickinson. Yeah. I think he so. actually came by the tap room one time and. Uh, had a couple beers and enjoyed, you know, enjoyed you know, the atmosphere, you know. Yeah, that's pretty badass because it's a, it's a cool little spot that you have. Um, so the anniversary party going on May 20th. I was looking at the tap list that you guys put out. 40 beers. Yep. That's, that's a plan. lot going on that day. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, we got live music all day from noon till 10 or 11 at night. Uh We'll be open late that night. Uh, we've got we're gonna open up the downstairs bar, so we'll have two different bars. We've it's we have a downstairs. Uh, it, the building's on stilts, so we get two separate areas. The downstairs is more like a beer garden, picnic tables. Inside's you know air conditioned and fancier, but uh, it's a giant tiki hut. Yeah, 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 plenty of hammocks to like lay out. You know, just kind of relax and enjoy the breeze. You know, yeah. a couple of these. Uh, which one are we having now? It's the dank. Doing the dank AF right now. Yeah, the dank yeah. AF. A couple of these in a hammock would be nice. <laughs> you may not wake up, but <laughs> it will be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice. That nice little Gulf. Can't even talk now after the dank. The Gulf Shore breeze <laughs> blowing. Now I'm looking at the tap list. Uh, we're, we're talking with Texas Beer Refinery, and man, I mean, there's there's a yeah. You see the the normal ones on here, the Mexican IPA, which is really good. Bayou City Brown, Catalyst, Redneck Red, which I have on tap right now here at the pub. But then you have like, like the the Delicious. What, what exactly is the? I mean, I'm guessing it's, it's a, a Belgian double. double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we did a Belgian series where we had a the Belgian Ruby is a Belgian blonde with rhubarb, and then we did the the Dubelicious, which is a traditional Belgian double, and then we did a triple. Triple Hemel, and then uh, we've got a Belgian quad, uh, the the Moab, <laughs> the, the mother of all beers, as we've named that one. So uh, that one will be on as well. So we've, we kind of got the four four beer series there with the Belgians, um, and then we did Barrel Age, the Double as well. So we're gonna have that on tap uh, in a bourbon barrel. Man, that one I'm looking at the list. Uh, you have your bourbon barrel RAS. Catalyst 2016 and 17, Bourbon Barrel Baltic Porter, which is yeah, that's, that's gonna be the anniversary beer. Yeah, that's really looking forward to that one. It's it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Tell you a real sleeper is the uh, 2014 Belgian Triple. I mean that thing just yeah. I mean it aged beautifully. I mean it's gonna 
it's going to light you up. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a nice little easy drinking ABV as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Back to that hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. I like your spot down there, and you know, like I said, going over there, like the the uh, American Dream. Yep. That one, that one I I had actually at the old place. I remember that. Yeah, that we, one. we brought some with us. If you want to open it. Fanta- <laughs> uh, let me uh, <laughs> some American but, uh, Dream. But uh, yeah, no, that one's that was our original beer. We we started with that one. That one is one I won a bunch of awards with homebrewing and the homebrew circuit, and that's kind of our original beer that we started with to start the brewery um traditional american pale ale citrus hops cascade citra dry hop um it's a good sound so. we, we need to just have that recorded so that we can just plug it in throughout the show <laughs> just so, so you can hear cans opening so american dream is what we're having now one of the 40 beers you can try May 20th at Texas Beer Refinery down in Dickinson. And this is a free event, too, right? I mean, are yeah, you selling free tickets? Event. Actually, the first uh, 50 people that show up are going to get a free uh, T-shirt. We're getting new custom shirts made just for the event. And the uh, first 50 people get a free shirt um, instead of doing the glassware. We've always done glassware in the past. Everybody's cabinets fill up with glassware. So I have plenty of glassware, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, we're going to try and tap a new beer every 30 minutes, uh, s- switching up the the beers at, and both bars that day. It's going to be hectic, but uh, hectic for us, but yeah. fun if you yeah, want to come and drink. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really engaging for the consumer. Yeah. Right, right, on the consumer side, that's yeah. going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys are like, all right, we're done, now let's yeah. drink. Yeah. So. Yep. What, are, what are the hours for the... Uh, it'll be noon to 1 a.m. Oh, man. Yeah, so that is a long day. Yeah, long day. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I got to check some hotels down there. Yeah. I'm sure there's a few. Either that or you'll find me sleeping in the hammock. Just like, oh, it's John. We'll wake him up tomorrow. That would be the free hotel. <laughs> exactly. Can I put a little do not disturb sign on the hammock? We have a fan under there that you can just put it, sit it, and lay with a fan. Wake up in the morning, like order some pizza delivered to the hammock. There you go. It'll work. Yeah, it'll yeah. <laughs> Anybody deliver? Well, Raylene's not far. Yeah, I mean, you can call Pizza Levon. Yeah. Have a piece of Levino. I need you to make a trip. <laughs> yeah. That Tromboli would hit the spot in that morning. Oh, know? man. That, it certainly would. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk more Texas Beer Refinery. Drink Bay. Just be right back. Crush City IPA has made its return just in time for the Astros' kick-ass season. Buffalo Bayou Brewing amped up for the citrus characteristics with a bouquet of hops. This IPA is super bright and smoothed it out with a subtle malt body. Also lowered the ABV to 7%, which, you know, I kind of like that. You know, it's a, take it down a little notch to 7% to make it, you know, you guess it, man. A crushable IPA. Crush City IPA by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. I hope you were able to make it to get some of the Houston Haze from Spindle Tap. It was delicious. Spindle Tap is making some badass beers. If you have not visited the tap room, the air-conditioned tap room, you are missing out. It's only 10 minutes north of downtown. Stop in for some brewery-only releases or grab a pint or three. 
the main lineup like Hop Gusher, and they also just redid Tool Pusher slightly, so you get even more hops on the on the back end. Absolutely delicious beers. I love them. SpindletopBrewery.com. Drinking Pages, we're back on, and we are talking with Texas Beer Refinery down in Dickinson, Texas. We have John, Louise, and Mike hanging out, uh, talking about the anniversary party coming up May 20th. They're at the tap room, and you know, it's three-year anniversary, which, you know, congratulations again on that. But, um, I mean, how has it, it been the last three years? Because, you know, when, when you start 
when you start any business, you, you, it's, you have to put together a business plan. And in the business plan, you forecast what to expect. Now, it's a bunch of, you know, BS, absolutely. But it's good oh, to yeah. have, it's good to do so you actually work through the numbers and you go, okay, this is where we want to be. This is what we're doing. One year, three years, five years, 20 years, we retire, you know, or whatever it is. But yeah. right in line with expectations <laughs> and growth, uh, you know, how, how, are things, uh, how are things down there? Well, the thing is... Uh, the beer business is not uh, not as easy as you'd think to make some money. Um, I mean, yeah, we projected by now we'd be we'd be millionaires, you know. Three of years later, but uh, yeah. you guys own Galveston uh, Island at this point. You just bought the whole island. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't believe we haven't accomplished our goal. But uh, no, it's a tough business. I mean, you see how many breweries are opening up every month. I mean, it's. A lot of competition out there. Everybody's fighting for tabs. So, oh, no know. doubt. In the last, I mean, since you guys opened up, we probably had 15 more breweries. Yeah, I think we were number like six or seven in, in Houston, and now I don't know how many there are. There's about 40 now. Something 40 in that, yeah, if you start counting um, it, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, so whatever can, when you consider the Houston reach, yeah, yeah, yeah Houston there's, area, there's a bunch. Yeah. Which is, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's great for the consumer, and, I mean, it's good because it, it kind of, yeah, and then you get to go try other people's beer, and you're like, man, that, they made a really good, you know, I couldn't even think of a beer right now. It was like IPA, yeah. <laughs> and so they went and made a really good IPA. And so, you know, this brewery is like, well, let's change our hops, you know, let's make another one. And so when I started doing the show four years ago, it was very limited on what access that we had and beers and all that. And what yep. I've seen over the last four years, man, it's fantastic from a consumer standpoint. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's it, here, it's look, amazing what's yeah, happened. <laughs> here you guys are with forty beers that you're tapping that you brewed for the anniversary yep. party. It's a it's an exciting business. I mean, it, we have fun every day making new concoctions, and you know it, the the beauty of it is you, you anybody comes up with a cool idea, brainstorming, and you're like, hey, let's let's try it. Let's make a a smoked version of our brown ale, or let's 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 put crawfish in a beer. You know. We, Made the crawfish porter, with boiled live crawfish in there, and added some crab boil bags. And uh, yeah, how, how it, was it? Uh, the crawfish uh, tasty when it was done? Yeah, well, uh, they're a little sweet because the beer is not fermented yeah. yet. But uh, no, we 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 put those cra crawfish in in crab boil spices after that. And then we eat them. So we have a big party at the brewery for the brewers. And, uh, it's a good. It's always a good a fun, time. A fun day, a fun <laughs> brew day every year. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a great business to be in. It, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't give people false hopes that it's a money maker. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Just from uh, talking to all though. the breweries for the last four years, uh, it's one of the things that everybody does. Question I ask is like, man, what would you have done differently? And <laughs> I'll ask you, what would you have done differently, knowing what you know now, oh, starting over? Man. Um, Drink more beer. Put me on the spot here. <laughs> no, I. I I would have probably taken the time to save up more money to, to build a bigger brewery to start with. That's than, uh, what everybody asks. Uh, the, really? biggest, <laughs> the, the first things they say is, is like, well, I would have liked to have had a million dollars more yeah, <laughs> to start exactly. the brewery. <laughs> yeah, we started with, you know, basically just me and Ryan, uh, our own personal, you know, savings and built the biggest thing we could at the time. And we just organically growing it from there and haven't taken on any investors yet and 
trying to stay, you know, self-sufficient, but it's a slower grow. That's why, you know, three years later, we're still, we're just now a 10-barrel brew house, but uh, we've maintained ownership, so that's the good thing. And you can make uh, a whole lot of beer with 10 barrels. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. We're, we're learning that. <laughs> and two chapados. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that get paid in beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, that, that honestly is one of the best payments. I mean, after the apocalypse, what do you, what, money is not going to be worth anything, but beer will be. That's right. So. Beer is uh, plentiful in itself. So. so what are we what are we drinking right now? Well, now we're drinking uh, Best Buds. It's kind of like our third coast IPA, you know. Really, really tasty. And, yeah. you know, a little bit lighter on the bitterness. But it's good. So typically, yeah, we, we when everybody brings beer, you know, we – talked about this earlier that you know it's like we, everybody wants to start off with like their pilsner or their lightest beer and we work our way up to the heavier ones but this show we decided let's go and start off with the big dogs and work our way down yeah this is, but i have a feeling that it's kind of we're, we're working our way to the valley <laughs> yeah this of is the show a, now yeah, because we're about to, we're we're about to climb <laughs> right back up and then after you guys then we have rogue on and oh. i saw some of the stuff they brought as well so it's going to be it's going to be a fun night here. It's going to be a fun night. <laughs> yes. Yeah, to touch base back on, like, I mean, it's really intriguing to see the growth in uh, the Houston, you know, brewery scene. You know, we're starting to focus on a little bit more hyper-local, you know, locality of each brewery and seeing the growth within that uh, is really exciting. I mean, like, each each brewery is supporting their own neighborhood now, and it's, it's awesome. Well, that, I mean, the importance of a tap room. Yeah. Is is huge. Yeah. I mean, luckily the laws changed a few years back to allow to be able to sell the beer. Yeah, um, that was that was key to. That. I mean, that's what why it's such a booming business in the state of Texas. But unfortunately, they're trying to, you know, yeah. screw yeah, that there, up. There's some uh, other there's some bad stuff out there right now uh, that uh, we don't yeah. have to get into. We do not <laughs> support the uh, recent bill passing. Uh, just no man, and then Adam just. Kick the senators that voted yes for that. Yeah. It just, it's just dumb. It's unbelievable. It's dumb. But, but, you know, there's all kind of people getting paid off every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not like that's, a, that's new to, <laughs> to the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately. But, no, having having the ability to sell the beer in the tap room, I mean, that's just an instant cash injection. And all I did was create growth and opportunity. Where it wasn't before. Just oh, something as simple as that. The jobs in the state of Texas, I mean, it's it's really contributed to a lot of growth and just in the, the economy for the state of Texas. I mean, it's Well, talking about, I mean, some of the breweries, you know, that's like 40% of their sales are coming from their tap room. And some of them even more than that. And that, that's that's uh, how they sustain and that's how they're able to grow and come up with new ideas. And Yeah, I mean, without the tap room, we wouldn't be where we are. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have survived. I mean, that's... Well, it's also uh, Brandon Backey's tapper. I mean, it's it's his own, it, <laughs> he's the one that planted. He planted the seed, yes. so <laughs> gotta make it make it work. Uh, now, but it is, man. You guys are not not far at all from Houston. And if if you're listening, oh, let's listen to this. <laughs> That's what this show is all about, right there. And so, here I mean, comes the catalyst. <laughs> May twentieth. Make the quick trip. I mean, even an Uber ride from here to there is only like twenty-five bucks, thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Well worth yeah. the time. Well yeah. worth it. It's gonna be an epic day. Come out and the first fifty people were giving out a a, a free uh, T-shirt. We're getting custom-made T-shirts for the day. So uh, 
come early. And, uh, oh, food, I mean, I forgot to mention, but we did open a kitchen uh, about three months ago. So Predator and Prey is a, a food truck in the local area that uh, opened up a kitchen at our, at our tap room. So we've got a full operating kitchen now. Um, they'll be obviously having food that day, but we get food every day now. Lots of so wild meats. And check that out. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, meats and game. beer. Yeah, exotic meats. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. man. So May twentieth, you guys start at noon, running all the way to one a.m. in the morning. Uh, you got live music, food, over forty beer or well, forty beers you get to try. Oh, we have a caricature artist and a a uh, caricature artist, a balloon making. Person and wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Magician, I think <laughs> it's gonna be. All I've seen some pretty stuff. amazing balloons here at some of these festivals, oh. and <laughs> you know, there, there's a typical, you know, make the little horsey and stuff like that. But I was at this festival, and there was a lot of adult balloons being made. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah like very phallic <laughs> and. Um, can I say vaginal? <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were a lot of uh, human anatomy balloons being made. And it's like, man, I've never seen that before. So then it's like you talk about caricature. Well, instead of doing the happy big head caricature, man, let's take it goth. Or, you know, let's, go the, let's go dark with the caricatures. And and like if somebody, and this is where I'm artist friends out there, it's like, I see the dark side of you. And they draw the, your caricature in the dark way instead of the happy way. Might be a good business. <laughs> All right. Well, Texas Beer Refinery, thanks for coming hanging out. Um, Thank you. May thanks 20th anniversary party. Look it up yep. online. Facebook. Follow them on Facebook. You can look at all the beers that we've been talking about, and you'll see the whole list of everything, and get out there and try. Try a little bit of every one of them and take a nap in the hammock, eat some predators and prey, listen to some music. It's yes. going to be a good day. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Come check us out. We're open seven days a week, and we're distributed all over Houston area and, and south, uh, Clear Lake, all the way up to the woodlands now. So uh, if you see us on tap, order us, and check us out if you had not tried us before. Keep supporting the, the good beer around Houston. Yeah. Cheers. All right, fellas. Thanks a lot. Take another break. When we get back, we're going to have Rogue L's hanging out. Duo Cider Company in Dickinson, Texas is making some delicious ciders. The Rodeo Star Cider, which is a medium, dry, traditional hard apple cider with a crisp, refreshing finish. The Rodeo Star Cherry, which is my favorite, it blends apples and cherries for a distinct fruit character that you need to try. Check them out on Facebook or go visit their tap room down in Dickinson, Texas. Go to pizzaalvino.com. Then once you're there, click on the Receive Newsletter and leave your email address. Your name will be selected in a drawing for a two VIP brewery tour passes for St. Arnold to be drawn later this month. Tour includes a flight of four pints of their newest beers and a VIP personally guided tour behind the scenes at the brewery. This is brought to you by St. Arnold, Silver Eagle, and Pizza Vino. Also, Pizza Vino, they deliver your favorite St. Arnold beers along with other Bayou City beers to go with your pizza and strambolis. And speaking of strombolias, man, they have a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken Philly cheesesteak, and a spinach onion cheesesteak stromboli. Absolutely delicious.
right, Drink of Ages, we are back on. And, man, I'm excited about this because uh, there's a few places I've been in the world that I appreciate as much as where this next brewery is from. And Oregon is the first place I've ever seen a waterfall. It is the first place I ever camped out that the next day they said, you, people were like, you can't? You could have been eaten by a bear. And it's just such a beautiful place. And I went there to, you know, in Oregon, and we went to the beach to go surfing. And then so we're standing there. It's like, all right, man, let's go. And then everybody is in complete sill suits. It's like, no, let's not go surfing. That water's a little too cold for this. But beautiful part of the world, and I had an amazing time there. But uh, I'm talking about Rogue L's. Rogue L's, and we have Steve and Dharma hanging out now. You guys are in from Oregon, hanging out in Houston this week. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the pub. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. It's been us. great being in Houston the last couple of days. has been a fun time, having a lot, of, a lot of great events going on, and happy to be here. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of had some nice little Oregon-like weather, you know, blue skies, a little less humidity. and Less humidity, less rain. It was, it's a good start. It's, sure. not, it's not too bad. But uh, now Rogel's Rogel's is one of the first beers that I remember seeing that wasn't a Budweiser or Miller Lite, and Norman, we were talking about that, or no, Steve, I think we were talking about it earlier, that um, in a, a really good friend of mine that I grew up with, his family was from Oregon, you know, from Eugene, Oregon, and you know, his grandmother worked on the hop farms and all that, and so he had a dead guy ill in his bedroom when we were like. 12 years old right yeah you know, he had the bottle in there because it was, it was a good looking bottle yeah and, and so rogue has been one of the first beers that you know, i was not only introduced to but that, that a brand that i recognize as a small teenager whatever overall i was not even a teenager so congratulations on the longevity of rogue L's and what you've been able to accomplish over the last 28 29 years 29 years yeah appreciate that yeah i love when i talk to people who are drinking craft beer and they say rogue's the reason i got into craft beer or dead guy's the first craft beer i ever had like those are the stories that that i love to hear and and make me passionate about well it's one of those that that now that i look back on it and i understand more about you know of course the, the industry and distributing and all that you guys were distributing all over the place a long time ago and that that's impressive in itself so i just Going back on the history of Rogue L's, uh, you guys, uh, the, the, the founders, they left Nike and decided they want to start start a brewery. But not just any normal type of brewery. Uh, you guys can expand on that a little bit while we pick a beer to open up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our founders started you know, a little brew pub in Ashland, Oregon, a small town right a little bit north of the border and the the entire point of of the brewery was to to not be standard to not be like the other guys it was you know to for lack of a better word to be rogues and uh not only our philosophy our branding but uh, especially the products that we make as well so right now uh looks like we just cracked open our dead guy ale our our flagship which is a uh a beautiful maibach uh first time in cans this the year. cans are really good looking. That's a great job on those. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the really interesting story about this one is this started as our brewmaster's name is John Meyer. Uh, started as Meyerbach way back in the day, 
and, but nobody knew John, nobody knew the play on words, nobody knew what a Maybach was, so they didn't understand the, the play on words of Meyerbach. And uh, at that same time, we had been working with a local uh, local Mexican restaurant called Casa Ubecha, and they we had b- brewed a beer with them, and then they'd gone out of business, so we had this awesome logo and this great beer, and so merged them together, and hence Dead Guy was formed. So. Although, now that I'm looking at it in a certain light, it almost looks like he's wearing a diaper. (laughs) 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 But the cans look fantastic. But it's it's one of those those logos that you see it and you know exactly what it is. And, like, the old bottles had the purple in it. And that was, like, just an attention grabber. And these are just like just the, the black and the silver can. Yeah, I think the the beautiful thing about it is, you know, it's been around for long enough that it's such a recognizable logo. You know, we got a lot of feedback that it was crazy to try to put a craft beer out there without Rogue on the front of it. You know, for people who are listening, our our can is just just our logo on the front of it, and that's a, a you know unique thing that we're able to do because we've been around for so long. And we're we're talking about it a little bit earlier. We have. You know, the Rogue Nation, which is our, our uh, you know, group, our, our supporters. I'm a member of Rogue Nation. Love it. Yes. Thanks for uh, being a part of it. You look at, it's a, we don't talk about it as a fan club. You know, it's a collective of people who share the same ideologies as we do. And among those, you know, you see people with dead guy tattoos. There's guys with sleeves of dead guy. There's terrorist dream tattooed on people's arms. And, yeah, that's, it's something that we're really proud of. Well, the whole Rogue Nations that, that, that's put out, I mean, I, I get the emails. You know, I can't participate in a lot of events and things like that because, you know, Texas and Oregon. Wish I could do a lot more, trust me. But it's just fantastic marketing. You know, for one, the brand that you guys put out is pretty amazing, but you, you actually back it up. Yeah, you back it up with, with uh, you know, a farm. You guys are farms. Let me, let me make that plural. Yeah, where you're growing your own hops, you're growing your own grains, and you're, you're making the beer and stuff out of that. For sure. I, I think also, you know, one of the next beers we'll try, we also uh, grow our own honey as well, or I guess we, we beekeep our own honey. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. I think part of our ethos is just to do things that other people say are too difficult or too expensive. You know, uh, so... You know, we, we grow our own malt and, and hops like we talked about. Another thing that we do is we make our own barrels for our spirits. And our spirits all come from grains that we grow ourselves as well. So there are very few. We're one of two distillers in the U.S. that make our own barrels. Um, and we're, pro- we're the only people I know of uh, in the U.S. that makes their own barrels, makes their own spirits, and then barrel ages beer in those spirits barrels. It so. makes it pretty easy when you want to barrel age something. And you're just, you already have the barrels that yeah. had your own spirits in it. Now, the Rogue Spirits, when did those come out? We started making Rogue Spirits in 2003. Um, and we started in a, the upstairs second story of our brew pub in Portland, Oregon, uh, one of the first craft distilleries in the country, definitely in Oregon. Uh, so we started making rum, and it's led us to gin and whiskey, and now we have a cooperage. So it's just been, you know, I like a lot of things that we do. We just start tinkering with it, and we have more and more fun and get more and more interested about, you know, what what's possible and how to push boundaries. So um, 13, 14 years later, here we are still making spirits. I mean, it's almost self-sufficient. 
Well, that's what's nice about it. And, I mean, if, if you guys, I mean, your, your water doesn't come from naturally spring wells and everything from, you know, on the property. Right, right, yeah. I, th- I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've always stood by, I think Steve mentioned this a little bit earlier, you know, we, we've always stood by the fact that if you make a really good product and, and you make that well, you make it out of good ingredients, you care for those ingredients yourselves, then people will, will come and people will enjoy it. I think that's something that's really led to our longevity, to be honest. Well, yeah, between that and then once you're done, you end up with a good final product, which is your beer, and it sells really well, and that helps to continue on with uh, with making even more beers. I mean, at this point, after 29, 20, 28, 29 years, I mean, how many different beers have you guys made? Do you guys keep track of that? That's a really hard question. I mean, especially when it comes to even production beers, it's tough. You know, we we have two full-time production brewers. John's a, a full-time, sorry, innovation production brewers, and John does all of our innovation as well. So we got three people on the stand making new beers every day. So, I mean, we probably taste five to seven beers a week. But the nice thing is that we have a bunch of pubs, you know, in, in uh, San Francisco, up in Washington, Portland area, out in Newport where our brewery is. So we can also try those very easily with people and see what actually is working what people are passionate about. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, just cracked open some of the honey colch. So we'll talk about that when we get back. Another beer from you guys with the honey that, you know, the beekeepers, I guess the bees produce it, the beekeepers pull it from the property. And honey colch, and when we get back, we also open up this Marion Berry Braggot, and we'll talk about what a braggot is. Ah, uh, yeah, it's time for a break. Drink of ages. Be right back with Rogels. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Cyclers Brewing Company, sitting on the outskirts of the Sam Houston National Forest in Montgomery, where all you have to do is enjoy nature and make great beers. Cyclers lineup includes their Domestique Wit, Breakaway English Style IPA, the Ride Hard Rye IPA, and my favorite of theirs, the 5511 Imperial Red Ale with a nice ABV of 7.9%. Then the Big Daddy, Palmaris, the Russian Imperial Stout, hefty 9% ABV, and rounding out their lineup, is the Abbey Miel Trappist, an Abbey Style Double. Give them a try if you have not had one in a while. Cyclers Brewing Company.
right, this is Drink of Ages. I'm your host, John Dimon, and we are hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub, and we're fortunate enough to have the Rogue L guys hanging out with us today, talking and drinking Rogue L brews. Uh, you guys are out of Oregon, which is an absolutely wonderful place. I could have been eaten by a bear there, apparently, but it was it was a fantastic, fantastic week that I spent, and it's one of those places that, honestly, that everywhere that I've been in the world, it's on a place that I plan on ending up, you know, and so it's like, well, if Costa Rica disappears and, you know, certain places, is, is Oregon is on that list, because it's such a beautiful, awesome place. Sure. But you, have, you actually have everything. Now, the water's cold, and I did talk about that, the surf. That's the only, only downside to Oregon is the water is cold. But that, that is true. That is true. Yeah. So you have to be very brave to surf Oregon. We'll put it that way. Yes. Yeah. I, I wasn't brave enough. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, you can still come out and get eaten by a bear anytime you want. Anytime we'll I want. We'll have you out. Yep. No, I definitely plan on uh, dragging the family up there so they can experience some of the, the fun times I had. Like I said, just hiking up a waterfall. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the first time I ever saw it. And we're just driving down the highway, and I'm like, is that a waterfall? like yeah it was i've never seen a water ball fall before so we turned around went back hiked it and then ended up hiking about 14 more <laughs> while we were out there that's awesome so but rogels rogels man you guys you guys just covered so much and you've been able to do so much in honestly you know, 29 years but that's still a short period of time for covering the grounds that you guys cover uh, i mean this is really impressive very impressive Growing your own malts, growing your own hops. Yeah, I mean, that's nice, but you have the land to do it. Uh, the making great beers, ciders, spirits, and brew pubs. How many brew pubs do you guys, or how many pubs do you guys have? Uh, we've got 10 brew pubs that basically span from San Francisco on the south end to uh, Seattle. So Issaquah, Washington is our most northern out- outpost currently. Sounds like a hell of a road trip. Absolutely. We actually... Uh, <laughs> One of our, our Rogue Nation uh, members was about a couple weeks ago on his birthday uh, made a pack to hit every one of the brew pubs, and he did it by the end of the day. So One day. One day. Man. One day. We made sure to get him from bar to bar in a safe yeah. manner. Yeah. We should, yeah, we should, you know, we should yeah. call that out. Yeah, a motorcycle, right? That's right. So you can get there faster. <laughs> sidecar. <laughs> yeah, sidecar. <laughs> that actually would be pretty awesome driving up through there in Northern California in that for sure, uh, but man, yeah, it's just uh, when you start reading about the history and and how you know, how you started so small and to grow into what you are. I mean, it is there's not very many, no matter what industry you look at, that that companies can can they have that history and that track record. Yeah. I th- I think that that's very true. I think that even less have been able to remain independent the entire time. So. It's, we're in a pretty unique situation with being around as long as we have, and still, you know, we don't have a a, a you know stockholder board that we need to. Well, especially with all the to, right? you know we, buyouts that that's been trying to happen, and all those breweries that yeah you know, want to sell out to people that are actually trying to hurt the industry. For sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, there there's a lot of guys who make great beer, and I I can't fault them for making that choice, but from from our side, we love to be, you know, fiercely independent, be able to make our choices at the drop of a hat. If we want to make a new beer, we don't have to explain it to people. If we want to change our strategy, 
we change our strategy, which is really, really nice. So right now we are drinking some of the honey kolsch. We cracked that open, which is, as like I said, the honey that you guys can have the bees save the world. Uh-huh, and keep, keep, because without the bees, man, none of us would be here, apparently. So this beer is really nice. And speaking of, uh, you know, Texas hot summers, this would be, uh, this is a great beer for the upcoming months. Yeah, I would say the, the hops are definitely the star of the show when you go to the farm, and, and rightfully so. You know, 10 different proprietary hops are, are grown there, but the, the 7 million honeybees are probably the hardest working members of our farm. So they, uh, they're out there pollinating the farm and allowing us to collect the honey and make one of my favorite beers that comes from our farm series. And I like, like you said, it's great drinking for, for hot days, whether it be in Texas or Oregon or you know, anywhere else. So. Some of the other beers that we have on the table right now is, you know, the Pucker, which you says a, a new sour you guys came out with. Absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and open this one up. It's beautiful. So, so this is uh, Paradise Pucker. It's our first uh, nationally distributed sour. It's made with uh, passion fruit, guava juice, orange juice. So we, um, it's a very drinkable sour. We collaborated with our friends over in Hawaii. Uh, Paradise Beverage to first create the the beer with uh, the Pog Juice, and now we it was super successful there. Everybody really liked it, and we're rolling it nationally. All right, I lied. Uh, I know I said that Honey Kolsch would be a great Texas summer beer, but I think this one actually wins right here because it has a nice little tartness to it. Uh, it's refreshing, man. It's just adult Gatorade, and it's really, really yummy. Yeah, we we think that it's going to do really well. We're really proud of it. Uh, you know, it's t- the other thing that you know, we're talking about Rogue's longevity. Something that you know has also helped us stay relevant is we have to continuously innovate. We have to when we see trends, the things that we think are interesting, to jump on it. So, like I said, you know, this isn't our first sour we've ever made, but it's our first sour that we really wanted to push out and really share with the world. And you know, so we're we're looking at at new trends of beer, new styles of beer constantly as well. We really refuse to rest on our past laurels. It has to be a whole lot of fun to have. Like, like here in Houston, we have Whole Foods that has a brewery here. I don't know if you guys made it by there, but it's a grocery store, a grocery store chain. But they put a brewery inside it here on North Pasok. And making fantastic beers, but it's it's more of like an organic style grocery store. So Dave, the brewmaster, has all of that you know, at his disposal to make beer, and making just phenomenal beers. So it's kind of like like you guys, if you guys are on a much larger scale and you're growing your own stuff to make the beer. It's, this hour, by the way, is pretty fantastic. Yeah, one of the things that we've always done and our, our philosophy has always been is we don't tell our brewers what ingredients to use or what kind of beer to make and what kind of price point they need to hit. And we just, we really allow them to be the, the magicians in the brewery and, and make the world's best beer. And, you know, we go out there and have fun talking about it and, and working on and selling it. But I think that's really been a key to our success is we let our breweries, our brewers run the business. Um, so the next one we're going to open up, the, the Rogue Marion Berry Braggot. So a braggot is a mixture between a beer and a mead. So you make the mead, make the mead from the honey. It's a honey wine, basically. So it's honey that you guys have at the property. 
make the mead, and then you mix it with this. So let's talk about this one for a little bit. Marionberry. Yeah, so Marionberries, for those who don't know, are a, a member of the Blackberry family. Actually, I believe just became the uh, state fruit of Oregon, so they're they're uh, native to Oregon. We grow our own Marionberries on the farm too. So the Marionberry Braggot is another one of our state beers where we grow all the ingredients ourselves. Uh, like you said, it's a, a unique style. Going back to you know trying to always stay relevant, keep innovating, keep challenging ourselves. You know, I won't lie, we won't always, don't always make beers that you know knock it out of the park we all but we always try new things i think that uh this one is a unique beer that you won't find it's not a style that is typically out there uh but it comes in at 11.4 it's a beautiful kind of ruby color and i just love that we can uh, use the diversity that we have on our farms to continue to innovate and make new and interesting beers what do you think more importantly all right, it's a tough one right here because I'm trying to come up with words to describe how this beer tastes. Uh, it is way too drinkable, first of all. Let me just put that down there for the, the percentage of alcohol. Dangerously delicious. Uh, man, but it's not, it's not sweet. I was expecting a lot more sweetness. It isn't. It's very well balanced. And just so you get, I guess that's the fruit, you know, the, the Marion berry that you get. I get a fruit that I'm not, you know, used to because we don't grow those, I guess, here. But, I mean, that is, that is a really good beer or a good braggot. I, I think the other important thing there is that we actually, all of these are natural ingredients, right? So when, when somebody says honey tea or somebody says blackberry, We've been programmed to think of what artificial honey flavor is and what artificial blackberry flavor is, or artificial marionberry in, in this case. So when I say something blackberry, most people think of it as sweet. But if you actually have blackberries or marionberries, you know, just, just straight marionberry juice, it's often very, very tart and very acidic. So I think that that's something that, uh, you know, having your own ingredients is really uh, exciting and, and that you, you really get to feel the kind of terroir of the earth. I think the other thing is that, you know, John, our, our brewmaster, has always pushed just make great, balanced, beautiful beers. So he's never really fallen into the trap, and because of that, none of our other brewers have fallen into the trap of kind of chasing, uh, chasing trends as much as uh, making sure that he makes great, balanced beers. So even when we did things like Sriracha Stout, which is a stout that we infused with Sriracha uh, hot sauce, you know, when people have that, they we're expecting a just giant super spicy undrinkable beer but it you know it's a a nice stout with a little tick of sriracha on the backside. so that is a delicious stout uh and unfortunately we got to wrap the show up uh so we will continue drinking these beers while the rest of you continue on with your programming but man appreciate you guys hanging out tonight man it's been it's been really fun to get to know you guys and once again i mean rogue's been one of my favorites for many many years i'm not saying i was you know it was before i was 21 texas state law but there may have been a few you know in my earlier days and and it, it's the <coughs> braggot you can find that around town and we're going to get some here at the pub come by and try some it is absolutely fantastic but now thank you guys for stopping by and hanging out and sharing the beers with us thank you so much for having thank us thank you for having us
All right, Rogels, look them up online. If you're not a member, become a member of Rogue Nation, and then you can actually see, get the, get the emails and see exactly what they do on a normal basis. And it's, it's something, that, something to be proud of uh, for what they're doing. But I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Want to thank uh, you know thank the beers that we drank tonight because <laughs> as we're getting to the end of the show, this part will be cut out because I don't even know what I'm talking about at the moment. <laughs> but this show is sponsored by Eighth Wonder Brewery. It's their Weissheimer German Hefeweizen. You need to go out there and get some of that. A very delicious beer. You can stop by the pub and have some of that as well. Very tasty, and you can listen to any of the old shows that are sponsored by. A, Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company on iTunes. You can find it on drinkofages.com. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Rockets, keep, don't let it happen. Don't know what to say. Um, Astros, keep kicking ass like you're doing. And everybody be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Talk to everybody next week. <laughs>